Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about uh, general things to do in the summertime. Now that summer's coming. Fun in the sun. Fun in the sun. And yeah, that's our topic today. Let's get going. And now for something completely new and you've never heard before. The bottle of whiskey for today's episode is provided by MyGermany.com. This company from Weimar helps you to order German products from German companies and have them shipped to your home no matter where you live in the world, anywhere. You can either send single products directly to your home and save 10% on the shipping rate, or ship several products and have them sent to you as one package. Please use the discount code WHISKEY2020, that's W-H-I-S-K-Y 2020. And now, Alex, here we go. Let's go. Um... How you doing? Episode episode fourteen. Episode That's fourteen. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, yeah. Every episode I get uh, excited about. It's it's one more than than one, and that's more than we thought we'd ever get. So that's really cool. Yes, way more <laughs> than one. And actually, we were just talking uh, about how we kind of judge the passage of time just by on what episode number we're on because we feel like it was just episode ten, and now all of a sudden it's episode fourteen. So it's like, wow, did really a a month go by? Yeah, <laughs> you know? more more. Yeah, a lot a lot of times gone by. Um, and hopefully this is our last time, probably not, but hopefully our last time recording separately via a computer. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, we both really like to, you know, be safe and do everything we can, you know, to flatten the curve. Uh, but damn, it would be nice just to be in the same room again and not have to do this, uh, via Skype Yeah. or sorry, we're not, we, every time I say via Skype, we're not actually using, using Skype just so everyone knows. It's just, uh. What are we using? Google Hangouts or Google yeah. whatever the I, hell? Yeah. I, I don't think anybody really cares, to be honest, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Skype, Skype just means, you know, video via the interwebs. Yeah. So uh, how you been this past week? Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, just actually just been busy with work. I've uh, been working from home. So, um, yeah, I do um, uh, some voiceover work as well as film work because uh, now the film work is completely dried up. There is no film work, so... Uh, what was more of a part-time thing, I'm kind of doing full-time now, uh, voiceover work. Um, so I spent a lot of my day in a dark voice uh, recording booth slash That's box. fun. Especially now that the weather's better. It's great to spend your day inside of a dark black box. Inside of a box, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, luck. I say luckily, but there's a lockdown anyways. So I'm not. Actually, I'm actually missing less than I normally would. You know That's what I mean? That's true, uh, yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, I do my, I do my best to at least, you know, go out, um, at least once a day for, for a few minutes so I can see what the world looks like. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what have you been up to? Um, I can confidently say, I don't think anything new has happened since last time we recorded. Yeah. You know, to be honest, when I was just talking, when I just talked about like the work I was doing, the reason I brought that up is I, I struggled to find anything else new to yeah. say about, about what mean, happened. I mean, shit happened, but uh, I can't really th- think of it at the moment or and, and, and notable. What's sad about it is that um, last weekend was May 1st weekend, and usually that's a big deal in Berlin. It's a big party weekend. Right. I May think we first talked about that on our uh, What the Fest episode about yeah. May 1st. So we had to miss that um, this year. No street parties, no nothing. But we met up with a few friends, sat social distance from each other. Had a few beers in the park. That was lovely. Yeah, we sat in a big circle. It yeah. was nice, you know. And even though we had to be, like, kind of yelling at each other because we were sitting so far apart. Uh, uh, yeah, it was still it was still great to see because it. it was the first time we had I had been with more than you know two other people. Yeah, in 
I didn't. I, didn't I forgot how to how to converse with people, how to act human. <laughs> right. It's been a while, but yeah, that, that's actually kind of how we got this idea for this episode was join uh, the summertime and like screw it, let's make an episode about it. And we have a lot to. There's, there's a lot of things to do in the summer, not only in Berlin but in uh, Germany or um, or Europe. So this this could wind up being a two part episode, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out in the end when we're. We'll let you done. know if we if we let's uh, what did they say. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, you know? uh, we'll see how fast we cruise through this. Yeah, but I'd say about like 75 percent eh, of this stuff is kind of general Germany wide, but about yeah. twenty five maybe percent is uh, Berlin, Brandenburg uh, area specific. You know, yeah, what do you think? I think so. I guess we'll find out once we start talking about things. But before we start talking, we have another whiskey from somewhere that I wouldn't imagine makes whiskey since we're doing this international thing jeff found this crazy large beautiful bottle of um nomad outland whiskey it is a whiskey from spain oh and what it says here oh my god it's dark in here i can't even see i'm gonna get a little flashlight it is <laughs> it says born in scotland and raised in yetes i'm assuming it's called a yeah. unique aging process distilled and matured in Scotland and then further matured in PX casks in the Gonzales Bias cellars in the heart of Yedes, Spain. An authentic rarity with the flavors of warm spices, raisins, and honey. Ooh. And it's finished in sherry tasks, casks. So it's, I don't know, not Irish, but, I mean, not Scottish, but it's kind of. I, th- I think what they said that it, it, it starts maturing in Scotland and then they ship it over to Spain and they put it in their own casks and kind of mature it more. I think that's what they were yeah, saying. I'm actually, not quite sure. on the label, I don't know if you can see here, there's a plane going from Scotland to Spain. Mm, nice. And according to this map, yet yeah, it's in the southern part of Spain. Mm. So. And, and like Alex said, it, it's a beautiful bottle. Like beautiful. instead of a, like a round kind of a cylinder, it's kind of the glass has been kind of flattened squished a bit squished um and stretched so it's hard to describe but it's it's, it's like it feels like it's twice as big as a normal whiskey bottle right. but it's only 700 milliliters it's got a presence man it's it's a it's a yeah. cool bottle it, it, it kind of reminds me of like a giant uh flask yeah exactly but like a flask that would make your hand look like a baby's hand you know? and, unless you're like Andre the giant Andre the giant right. would drink out of this as a flask yeah yeah he's a I big mean, guy I'm, I'm excited because yeah, now since we got into this international thing, we're diving into whiskeys. Yeah, places you just would not think of when you think of whiskey. You know, we have yeah. Spain and we, we've heard, okay, there's whiskeys in Finland and Sweden and all these other places we can try. And it's just, it's cool because uh, not many people even know that whiskeys are made in these countries. So it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Should we um, pop yeah, this guy and, open? And you have the physical bottle this time. So I have the physical and, bottle this time. Go ahead and pop that bad boy. Ooh, ooh, that was, that that was, was a good nice pop. sound. Okay, pop and bottle. open. Do a little pour here. Now, we've gone on a streak of really good whiskeys. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little apprehensive on this just because it's Spanish and I've just never heard of a Spanish whiskey. But I feel like it'll be a completely different flavor than what we're used to, but not in a bad way. It'll just be uh, different. So I'm going to take a little smell here. How's it smell? I'll take a smell hmm. too, I guess. I have a nose. I like it. No, it smells. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I wouldn't okay, say anything... Almost- Super special. It's, it smells like no, scotch, actually. It smells scotchy. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a sip. Oh, winning cheers. That's right. Ooh. 
good. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's spicy. Nothing mind blowing, uh, but I, I, I'm gonna have fun drinking it while we talk. It's probably the strongest we've had in a while, and I don't mean in terms of alcohol, but the 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 bite as it goes down is probably the strongest we've had in a while. It is, yeah. Interesting, and it's it's like slightly smoky, but not scotch no. smoky. No, um, yeah, not at all. Uh, but yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, it's good. Yeah, what else, it's, you know what else can you say? I, w- I would, yeah, we'll do the review later. Let's just uh, drink it now and talk about things that we like to do. A little bit sweet, too. And hopefully other people will enjoy these things as well because they're awesome. I think a good place to start, just because it is very German, um, is uh, is ping pong or, or tisch tennis, as they call it in, mm. in German. You know, like when I was a kid, you know, you had a few, maybe one or two friends. But they, had, they had one of those uh, foldable ping pong tables in their garage, you know, that oh, they yeah. wheel out every now and again. Um, but that was about it. But in Germany, when I moved here, one of the first things I noticed right away, just kind of walking around and cycling, was it seemed like almost in every street corner were public uh, outdoor ping pong tables made yeah. of cement with with a metal net. They are everywhere. I think in Berlin, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of these uh, ping pong tables. There, um, there, there's actually an app. It's either an app or a website. I can't remember. I used it once. I think it's and- both. Okay, yeah, and it's a way where you can actually track and find um, tisch tennis tables around the city. And so I went one year during this holiday called Head and Tag, we walk around and drink beer or whatever. As we're walking through the city, we're just trying to find every single tisch tennis table so we could play a bit. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's I, total I, thing. I can't remember the exact name, but I think it's pingpongmap.net or it's something similar. Just Google it. You'll, you'll find yeah. it. But, but it's cool because it shows you exactly where the tables are. It says how many tables there are. And most of the time, half the time, uh, sorry, most of the time, half the time, uh, they even have a picture that shows you what the, yeah, what the tables look like. Um, yeah, to- total yeah, thing it's cool. here. So, and it's fun because you, you'll see people all the time walking in parks with like a few ping pong rackets and a, and a few balls. Um, but also what you can do there because you can drink in public here is play beer pong on those tables outside if you feel like it. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Done that, it's pretty it, fun. Like, it, like, like these ping pong tables are not for really for kids. I mean, most of the time you see... Uh, adults playing you know like yeah like a- everyone i know um has a couple ping pong paddles at their house you know and then you know like their own ping pong paddles and uh when we want to meet up they just grab them and and go and yeah it's really it's really fun and it, it's like and i also uh want to say it's like ping pong is one of the main ways i met people when i first moved to berlin because oh, okay when i didn't know anybody i would go in the facebook or the couch surfing groups and i would post and just say like hey Anybody want to, anybody up for ping pong, you know, and then get a couple people to meet up, play ping pong. Uh, sometimes it didn't go anywhere other than just like chilling and playing some ping pong, but sometimes, you know, made a friend and then, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what, what's cool about them too, is that they're, um, they're very robust tables. Like they're made out of cement and they're really like, when, I, when you yeah. imagine a ping pong table, you imagine like you said, a foldable thing, but these things are really solid concrete structures. Yeah, built to last. Built to last. Very, very German. Now, of course, but, since they are outdoors and public, some of them get a little janky and like lean to the left or sure. whatever. Uh, but in general, like, yeah, it's 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 good. It's good fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, and yeah, usually in parks. And again, parks are also a great summer activity. I mean, I think that's kind of the default. That's the default Berlin, thing to do in the I, summer. I think anywhere in Germany, yeah, is uh, is you call up your friends, grab some beers, go to the park. Have a barbecue, 
Yeah. And it's funny out. too because like the, the 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 weather in the city can be very um back and forth. So we have we have a long winter, very gray winter and then like usually one day in February and then uh, beginning in March you have this one day that's like a good 16 degrees sunny and everybody you see the whole city just like explodes with people outside. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean 16 degrees um He's talking like, uh, you know, mid sixties or so, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, because you don't see anybody in the winter. People are just going in and out. But right, right when you have that one nice day in February, and you know it's only sunny until like four p.m., four thirty, because it's still winter. But people are out, and the whole city explodes. You see people in the parks drinking beers, playing ping pong, uh, playing basketball, whatever, and it's it's really nice. Yeah, I mean, even if it's still cold. But less cold than it is during the winter, you know those right. random days. It like you know it's it's still like forty eight degrees, but it's not uh, twenty eight. You know what I mean? And so people and are sun. out. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, they're out. They're playing ping pong, and they their body's telling them that it's warm when really it's not. But no. like, it, but it just feels so much better than before. Like I, I'm I'm from a cold area, and at least our winters we get um, we get sun. It's cold, but we get sun. We're in Berlin. In the winter you just don't get any sun. It's rare to get sun. Yeah, so it's that, really cloudy. It's kind of like Londony in that way. Yeah, you know. So that first day of sun is just a—it's uh, like a holiday almost. Yeah, but yeah. So in Berlin, we've got so many large parks to choose from. I mean, we have Tiergarten, which is the kind of um, uh, central park of Berlin. But then there's also, God, I would say ten other massive parks, massive. and yeah. then fifty other, hundred other. You know, medium, small sized, but um, but yeah, just huge parks with that you can get lost in. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's it's a very very green city, um, and they and they the parks are pretty well upkept, I would say, but they're still also very natural. You know, they're not like there aren't you know square hedges and things like that. Like they're very natural looking parks, um, and you kind of really feel like you're escaping the city when you're inside of one because you won't see or hear cars, and you, all you see is trees. You hear birds and. Some of them they even have uh, wild hogs and foxes and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, you really, like you said, you do not feel like you're in a city anymore. You feel like you're, you know, you've taken the train an hour and you're in the outskirts uh, yeah. somewhere uh, in the middle of nowhere. And fun fact: um, almost almost every park in Berlin that has any sort of a hill, that hill is made out of destroyed Berlin from World War II. There are almost no natural hills in Berlin. They're all uh, rubble. Hills. Is that true? Second World War. That's true. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, like Volks, Volkspark Friedrichshain, the, the hill there is rubble. It's a big um, hill. Humboldtine Park, that's rubble. And there's a uh, flak, ta- flak tower, a bunker underneath. Um, wow. Yeah. Who knew? Like, uh, yeah. All right. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so, and, and also speaking of just like greenery, like you said, a lot of people might not know, but Berlin is surrounded by just forest and greenery. And I mean, like accessible within 15, 20 minutes. I mean, not far. Like, I mean, there's there just, it's so easy to get to lakes um, and just uh, hiking areas. I mean, it's, it's, it's great, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. It, it's, it's super nice. And, uh, and, and in these areas we have, yeah, like you said, lakes. Um, I can, we both come from the coast. We're used to the ocean I, sure. still, I, I still miss the ocean, not going to lie. Oh, me too. A yeah, lake yeah, is no hard. substitute for an ocean, in my opinion. No, but, uh, but it, it's something. It's better yeah. than nothing. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of beautiful lakes. And uh, 
There's so many cool activities you can do on them. I mean, obvious lake activities like swimming and kayaking. But they also have these things. I don't know if they're actually, I mean, definitely not. It's it's a boat. I'm, I'm going to describe a boat right now. Um, <laughs> but they're these cool boats. They're kind of like square and made out of wood. And it's kind of like a little hut that floats along. And you get like a, a grill in there. And you feel like. 10 people on there and have a little party while the boat's going around. I guess you call it like a, like a party boat. I think, uh, I think they also like that you can rent them on in like Lake Havasu and other kind of lakes in, uh, in at least in the West coast uh, of us, you know, like, yeah, they're kind of square. It's like a, like a, like a really a studio apartment kind of on, yeah. you know, floating on the river kind of. Yeah. And those are, those are, uh, I like doing those if, if you can ever get one booked cause they're usually booked really early, but, uh, but it was a good time. And this little place near Berlin called, people call Little, what do they call it? Little Venice? Uh, we I, went kayaking there last summer. And it's a little area oh, with all yeah, these canals yeah. and tiny little houses and trees going over. And it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it and is it's only gorgeous, like, yeah. Not even outside the city even. Um, it's yeah, it's incredible. Te- technically, yeah. I think technically it's still like a Berlin area code. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Uh, it's not outside the Berlin. Yeah. And, and get like Germans love just swimming, honestly. Like, you know, they try to book like a kayak or something, but also it's just like you grab your friends, grab a couple of beers, uh, you go to the nearest lake, you know, uh, you just jump in, you know, like that's, uh, sometimes nude, uh, you know, Oh yeah. where you're at. Oh yeah. yeah. If you're in Berlin and you go to a lake, you will be seeing some nude people here in, or, at, or at a park even. Yeah. Um, and some of the, even yeah. like, uh, city, sponsored lakes they have to pay to get into or at least pay to get into the nice uh beaches they yeah. have like their own nude sections like um Plitzensee, i think uh, has that as well bunzi yeah. i think has a nude section as well a little like in kopfenteich uh, also it doesn't have a nude section but people just go nude there and any anywhere you're in germany anyone who's coming to visit uh especially in the east of uh, germany if you go to um to a beach on the ocean on a lake wherever and you see the letters fkk that means frei Körperkultur, uh, which means like free body culture, which means you'll be seeing a lot of naked older people. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like Germans aren't really like, it's not like they like being naked. They just, uh, they're okay with it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Or that's not that the way to describe it. I don't it. know. I, mean, I think they probably like, like they're it. Not like, they're not like flaunting it. They're just like, no. eh, I'm naked, it, whatever. It's same, same it's with the sauna culture here. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you go it, you go it. People always ask me like, Oh, is it awkward? Because you have men and women sometimes in these saunas. Is it awkward? Are the men being creepy and checking out the women? It's like, not really. No. I mean, they go and they chill. They just nod their head and they don't really bother anybody for the most part, of course. But but I must say, as an American, uh, it still makes me uncomfortable um, to go anywhere uh, naked. But my first time I went to a beach that was an FKK beach, uh, it was very shocking because you, you see us a lot of old Oh yeah, true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did, did I, you I, go naked? I didn't go naked. No, we, we were trying to find our Ooh. camping spot. We were camping up there in the Ostsee, and um, we were trying to find directions. We asked directions from this from this guy where our camping spot was, and he was sitting yeah. on a chair with a shirt on. And then right when he stands up and walks over, I realize he had nothing on me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it was like an old wizard. It was. Um, it was shocking to say the least. Yeah. But it you, sounds I weird, but he's probably quick. just want to like burn his burn his uh, you know skin. You know what I mean. So that's why he's wearing the shirt. You know, but his bottom skin he wants to burn. Maybe I don't know. Well, because normally you're wearing pants, so you never get his hand down there. So maybe he was just kind of you know even things out, evening it out, top and bottom. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. makes sense. Yeah, so um, warning to any visitors, keep that in mind. You get over it like very quickly. It becomes kind of normal. Um, but no, I still don't go naked because I feel like only old people do it now. I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, you're right. I really don't. I haven't seen many people over under the age of 50 who do it for some yeah. reason. Uh, I think you get a certain age, you just don't give a fuck. I think that's what it is. It's probably Maybe it. People are self-conscious when they're younger, but they're older. He's like, eh, whatever, you know. Uh, any older listeners, please uh, chime in here. <laughs> and any younger listeners who are teenagers, don't get your hopes up if you want to come see things. In yeah, 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 you're not you're not going to see like a bunch of naked twenty year olds. It's uh, it's it's not common, but it's still it, it's a fun thing to uh, it's it's a fun thing to experience for sure. Yeah, and like and also kind of outdoorsy stuff. Um, uh, it's just kind of like general walking tours. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for you know, sure. Like within the city. I mean, out, you know, hiking outside in kind of uh, the greener areas, but also just like walking tours within the city, you know? Yeah, I um, I highly recommend anybody in any city they travel to uh, in Europe to go on a free walking tour. Usually you pay at a tip at the end. Um, the tours are usually really nice and they give you a nice history on the city within like two to three hours. So I highly recommend that. But they also have like, um, in most cities, you can get like a normal walking history tour. Uh, you can get a food tour, which is really cool. I did one of those in Italy. So they kind of take you around the city, tell you a bit about history while you eat some amazing food having to do with the history. Yeah, um, yeah. And also you can, some, you can do some photography tours, which I haven't actually done any in Berlin, but I heard they're great because of these, um, a lot of it's abandoned places in Berlin you can visit. So I heard the photography yeah, yeah. tours go there and give an official tour of these abandoned places if you're into that. Yeah, yeah. And they also have like alternative walking tours that are where, you, where you're just being shown uh, famous graffiti in Berlin, you know, certain yep, spots. Graffiti tours, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, World War II hist- history uh, tours. For, Cold War uh, history. World War II buffs. Yeah, exactly. There's really like whatever you're into, they've got a tour, a yeah. tour specific for that. I mean, and if it's going to cost you almost. If nothing. you're coming to Germany, there's no lack of history. So. And definitely not Berlin. I mean, this no. is the epicenter of uh, of so much for the past uh, 80 years. So A lot of uh, stuff. A yeah. lot of stuff happening. Now, of course, right now, there isn't a single walking tour going on. But, uh, you know, give it a few months. Uh, they'll they'll bounce back. Uh, but what you can do by yourself, are, and what a lot of people do, or, you know, what's a big thing in Germany in general, is just uh, cycling tours, you know, which um, I love doing uh, in the summer, you know, going. Um, there's a cool app called uh, Komoot which will show you uh, routes uh, that you can follow, you know, around nearby lakes, uh, in Potsdam, um, Brandenburg areas. And yeah, you just, you cycle. So it's through such, there's such beautiful nature really around Berlin. Uh, and you can just go cycle for two, three hours and really feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's amazing. Maybe, maybe one day we'll open up our own um, Americans in Germany drinking whiskey walking tour while we drink whiskey. That's the official title of that one. Maybe we'll do that Ooh. one day. Ooh, that put that on the put that on the put that on the uh, the idealist that doesn't exist. <laughs> we pretty much come up with these episode ideas like the day before we do them, so they're very well, well researched. Not, well, not true. Some of them, like we we think of, and they go on a a list for an eventual usage, and then they come up later when we've got nothing on the direct burner, you know, in yeah. our brain, like nothing to go noggin. back. Um, but this was yeah, like you said the the other day, we were just. We were enjoying summer, and we just thought, like, why don't we just talk about 
enjoying summer. Yeah. And what you know, like sometimes it's that easy. Let's uh, just talk about what we enjoy doing and hope that other people like to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Alex, you just mentioned abandoned places. I mean, that's a huge thing that people do in, especially in Berlin during the summer. Yeah, yeah. We we went yesterday to one. Um, and there's like, Berlin is, we talked about this a bit um, yesterday, uh, our last episode, I think. But um, Berlin is absolutely filled with, uh, in Germany in general, and Europe in general, actually, but Berlin is specifically, I'm going to speak about, because that's the ones I've been to, filled with a lot of abandoned places. And they range from old, um, uh, what are they called? Water parks or old um, amusement parks to, I, one time I, I went to an abandoned Iraqi embassy I've been to an old hospital that was abandoned, uh, an old ice right. factory. Yeah, abandoned breweries. Breweries. Um, there's um, a so lot of, much. I mean, yeah, there's, really, bu- like, there's I, bunkers and stuff that you can visit. Uh, bunkers, yeah. Know. Yeah, and, and, we're, and we're talking about, this This is, this isn't a tour, you know, like, you, you know. And again, just disclaimer, we condone no uh, trespassing on private property. But, you know, these are places that, you know, that some require, you know, uh, hopping a fence. A little or, finagling to get in. Yeah. Or, and, some, and some, honestly, uh, like the one we went to the other day, you literally just walked right in because the city just didn't care didn't anymore. Care. They, gave, they gave up trying to uh, keep people out and you could literally just walk in and there was uh, just... How many groups? I don't know. Ten different groups of people there. Oh, there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, it depends on which one. Some are a little more difficult to get in. Some are super easy. And um, yeah, and for me, there was a good time. Like I take photos, so if you're into photography, like it's a unique place to visit. Because um, a lot. Of, well, I think what happened a lot of these places was uh, when the wall came down uh, and Germany came back together. I read on a lot of these places they just kind of lost a lot of money or no one went anymore. Um, or whatever. Like the one we went to yesterday was actually um, closed down because of rats. It was made near a little canal and it was a water park, an old water park, and a bunch of rats were infesting the place, so they had to shut down. <laughs> so some stories aren't that grandois. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of them have interesting. Like, uh, I think one of the most famous ones for Berlin is the abandoned uh, Spree Park, which is an entire amusement park. With a Ferris wheel and you know roller coaster and all that. A lot of legends closed. about that one too. A lot of yeah, crazy and, legends. Yeah, and that one it was the, the uh, yeah, like it, it used to be like the fun zone for East Germany, and then of course East Germany was no longer East Germany, and um, it had problem with parking, not enough parking, and then the owner tried to smuggle uh, cocaine into South America at some point. And he got arrested, and yeah. the place closed. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's I, now been closed 20 years, and it's still just sitting there rotting away in the forest. And I, I read they kept uh, bricks. I don't know. It's a legend. I don't know how true it is. That they kept bricks of cocaine in the Ferris wheel. Well, I, well, I heard the deal was like, so he, he sold an old ride. I can't remember what it was, roller coaster or whatever, to a company in uh, South America, or he, was, or he bought a ride and the, the you know the tubes of this ride were just stuffed full of cocaine, and that he was actually using the sale or purchase of the ride in order to smuggle. Oh, there uh, it is, kilos of whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of weird, weird reasons. Like, and I, I think the Iraqi embassy um, that was during the first uh, desert storm uh, because Germany uh, was an ally ag- against uh, Iraq during that, and so the Iraq had uh, older. People working at the embassy evacuate overnight, um, and then eventually, once uh, relationships were reestablished, they opened a new embassy somewhere else in Berlin. I think that's the story. But yeah, there's a lot no of idea. 
a lot of myths behind all this stuff. But yeah, it's it's definitely you, you can check out a website. It's called abandonedberlin.com. They have a lot of uh, this, this guy who he, he's incredible. He blogs about everything he's been to, how to get there, how easy it is to come get in. Not that we're condoning illegal activities. Don't don't do illegal um, things. Yeah, I mean, anyways, it's definitely it's a double edged sword though because I love that website because it does help you find these places. But the bad part about the website is it helps you find these places. So yeah. some of these places I've visited multiple multiple times over the years, and they've deteriorated so much just because so many people just they 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 get they find out where they are uh, through these websites and then go and just smash every single window and just you know light them on a fire and uh, yeah it's too bad but yeah, it's definitely but too bad. yeah check out the website if you're into exploring it's really cool yeah um, other things to do in Germany in the summer is road trips. Oh, absolutely. Great thing to do. I mean, that's anywhere in the world, I guess. But um, because coming from the States and, you know, Germany's a lot smaller than the States, uh, traveling around and seeing different parts of the country is way easier uh, to do. I mean, you, you can drive from the top to the bottom in, what, like 10, 12 hours? Yeah. And if, yeah, you, and if it, you spend a week, you can really see so much different culture and, and architecture and history and uh, castles, uh, mountains to beaches like it's amazing you see so much so that's definitely one of my favorite uh summertime activities is just doing a road trip to literally anywhere i don't care yeah and you can just do it day trip or a weekend trip because like you said you, you can just go two hours from wherever you're living and uh yeah and like now and now with like flixbus like i use it a lot for like weekend trips you know you take you buy a flixbus uh two-hour ride for eight euro and you pay like a few extra euro you can actually bring your bike along with you so True. you can head over somewhere and then do like a bike tour somewhere else. Like there's this great place called Swiss Swiss Saxony, which is um, just outside Dresden. And I've been there several times. It's like, it's like kind of like a mini Alps area. Super beautiful. And yeah, you bring your bike and yeah, it's just uh, cycle around and do some hiking. Yeah, it's uh, really, really nice. Especially sure. if the weather's good. Or, 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 you know, just going down to the, uh, to the real Alps as well yeah okay but you know but you know it's a little harder you know but yeah yeah but that's also funny to do alps right near uh right down in near munich and um driving through there you can you, you'll be at the ground level and it might be you know on hot summer day and you drive all of these mountains and you're walking on snow in the same day <laughs> yeah. it's super cool yeah, true and it's absolutely yeah, yeah. the most especially the in my opinion like the the swiss side of the alps are just uh something you have to see it's Oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. Gorgeous. And like, it's cheap to get there. If you rent a car, you can go camping. A lot of free camping spots you can go to and do it really, really uh, on a budget. So yeah. I highly recommend and, driving to the Alps. And the views, like, they're just like they're not you fair. see in, in a movie. I mean, they're they're beautiful. I mean, it's just like you look around and you're like, is this absolute, Is this real? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's not fair to the rest of uh, the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moving on, another very obvious thing we've mentioned yet, which I think a lot of people will think of, is beer gardens. Yeah, some people in the states, uh, when I mention beer gardens, they don't know what I'm talking about. So I guess it's oh. not it's not really super well known uh, outside of Germany, I guess. Uh, but yeah, explain what a beer garden is. A beer garden is a garden full of tables where you drink lots of beer, usually served to you in a traditional big mug, not like a not like a. Uh, um, Oktoberfest liter, still yeah, a, not a mass. normal, not yeah. a mass, still a half liter, but um, they're big outdoor areas, and um, 
Usually they serve food as well, get a bratwurst or a pretzel, something like that. And then you just drink beer outside. Sometimes sometimes there's music. They're they're just fun. I mean, I guess when I explain it, it's not really anything special. It just sounds like an outdoor patio. But it's but it's, it's more super, than that. It's super like like if the weather's nice, it's super relaxing. You just hang out with your friends, family at a table, drink some nice cold German beer, yeah, having a bratwurst sausage, you know, like yeah. It doesn't sound special, but it is special. It is special. There, there's an amazing one in, um, in if you're ever in Berlin, in Tiergarten. No, in Tierpark. Oh, which one? No, Tiergarten. Tiergarten? Yeah. Mine, you're talking about House am Neuensee? House am Neuensee, yeah. Yes, yeah, Tiergarten Park, yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend that one if you're ever in Berlin. Um, it's a big, it's a huge beer garden, actually, right on a little lake. You can even rent a little canoe. Uh, if you want, they serve great pizza as well. Uh, the prices are pretty good. And it's for me, like if anyone comes to visit me in the summer, which rarely people do, but if they did, I would take them there immediately because it's amazing. Nice. Like my go-to is actually maybe five minutes away from that. It's called Schleusenkrug, which is, uh, it's, it's right on the canal there on the Landwehr Canal in Tiergarten. Um, and I like it because you, you sit there on the canal and you watch all the boats go through, go through the boat lo- locks and stuff there. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's, it's fun. But yeah, Café Am Neunzi, I mean, especially, dude, if you're, if you're on a date, take, take the girl there. I mean, yeah, take her there. A winner. Or take him there. Take anyone there. Right. Um, yeah, you just said, speaking of um, yeah, sitting on a canal, uh, another good summertime activity in Berlin, or also probably Hamburg as well, is mm-hmm. uh, sitting at the canal. Wow. Yeah. Did you say, did you say speaking of sitting at a canal? Sit at a, sit at a canal? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, fair enough. It's that fun. Was, that was that was very literal of you. Okay. Hang, yeah. Hanging out at the canal, looking at the beautiful uh dirty water, watching the boats go by, drinking a beer. Yeah. Having some yeah. duna. Also nice. We did that the other day in a social distancing fashion. We sat in on a canal, drank a couple beers uh, after we went to the abandoned place. Man, I have like flies flying around my head right now. I don't know why. Yes, yeah, I, I noticed you like diving around, and I was like, "What yeah. the frick is he doing?" I, like fruit flies, but there's no fruit in here. What could be that? coming from your kitchen? Maybe. Or is the window open? No, I don't know. Are there actually flies? Did you have more of this whiskey than you're telling me? <laughs> there's, there's actually flies. <laughs> um. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Mellor Park. Mellor Park. That's a place in Berlin. That's no transition. No, done. Just boom. Next on the list, Mauer Park. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mauer Park is a really cool place. Do you want to tell the lovely people about Mauer Park? So Mauer Park uh, is, uh, well, it used to be part of the death strip of the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall used to go through that area. So it's this long strip of land that, you know, used to have the Berlin Wall and the death strip and all that. And after all that came down, it became... Um, one of the most popular parks in Berlin, and also has one of the most popular uh, flohmarkts, which are uh, flea market, called flea market every Sunday in Berlin, and they have this big amphitheater there where they have huge karaoke sessions every Sunday as well. Um, yeah, it's just w- one of the places that people just love hanging out, and uh, and it's in it's in a cool area surrounded by cafes and uh, yeah, still like a like a bustling area. Yeah, it's um, it's a fun place. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of lots of street buskers there. They have um, open air karaoke. 
Right. What they call it? The Bear Pit Karaoke? Yeah, it's a big, like, it's actually a pretty small little amphitheater. And there's one guy who's there every Sunday, and you can volunteer and sing in front of all these people. And it's a super fun environment. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes, let me say half the time, like, the amphitheater, it's, like, full of, like, 200 people, right? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, uh, it's always it's cool. cool. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. A, it's a very cool, um, it's a very, very unique thing in Berlin um, to go to. I just, sorry, <laughs> man, I just read on this list... That you you do metal detecting? Yeah, but that's at the bottom, man. You're skipping ahead. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. Are we bringing yeah, that up? Okay, yeah. well, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> sorry, you have yes. to, yeah, Who does? Okay, did you? All right, did you watch an infomercial telling you you can make millions of dollars and you bought one? Please tell me you did. No, like I can't. I can't remember how I started. Like, and yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm a nerd and I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I saw. I think I saw a YouTube video years and years ago. Because, like, I'm really into World War II, like a history buff. And I saw this guy metal detecting some battlefield somewhere in Europe. And he was just finding the coolest stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God. that Right? Like, that stuff is still there. Like, like there's just history, you know, like 10 centimeters on the ground. That's so, so awesome. And then, but, but I never actually then went to buy a metal detector. It was a few years past. And then there was one of these Black Friday, Black Friday, Day Black Friday Friday days. Whatever you want to it was it was Black uh, Friday. You could just it was say. Black Friday. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, and I never go to these Black Friday things, but I was just like, but I was awake, so I was like, yeah. And I walked in, and they had these metal detectors that they normally sell for like sixty bucks. They're selling for five bucks for a metal detector, and so I was just like, you, there's no way you can't buy that. Like that's selling itself. So I just bought that thing. Did you? And did, then, did you find five bucks worth of things to make it worth it? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah like uh, um, starting maybe five, cause I, I just kept it, I kept it at my mom's garage for years. Then I brought it over five years ago uh, to Berlin and I go um, metal detecting at least a couple times every summer uh, to like uh, World War II battlefields around Berlin. And I found like the coolest stuff that you would not believe is still there. I mean, I found, um, you know, li live ammunition, live bombs. I had to go tell the police about, um, yeah, Wait, I found what, you, uh, you found a live bomb. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, I'm not really going to. I'm not going to say the location because uh, I don't want to cause any ruckus. Uh, but if you go to south of Berlin, just about 45 minutes, there's an area that at the end of the war, the Soviet, uh, the Soviets sur surrounded a complete German army and just decimated it in like two days. So there's like tons of just battle wreckage, you know, compressed in this one small area, and it's in this forest that you're technically not allowed to go into. And if you go out there, I'm not kidding you. The foxholes are still visible. There are there are artillery shells still laying on the ground. I mean, like like you, it's 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 frozen in time, kind of out there. I would tell everybody um, <laughs> if you want to be like Jeff and go metal detecting, I would scope out the place first, do some research because uh, I don't want anybody stepping on a landmine and killing themselves. No, no, it, absolutely, absolutely. F first, really find out where you can be. You know, be safe. Um, do your research. Um, but no, but if you find really cool, like, you know, Soviet belt buckles and just like, it's just, and for me, that what gets me into it is just, you find something in the ground in the middle of nowhere and you're like, how the fuck did this get, like, why is this here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it, really it get, in the it middle your, of nowhere. Your, your, your history gears turning of who put it there, how to get the, yeah. I really wanted to make fun of you about this, but now it sounds like super cool. And I kind of want to go metal detecting with you. 
I feel like you could talk about this for an hour, so I'm going to cut you off right now. Yes, please cut from, me off. From nerding out about um, yeah, sorry. metal detecting. But it does sound cool, and I do want to join you. So, um, But there's more safe stuff you can do, like uh, games. Games, yes. Uh, Germans have some really interesting games. Um, you just said games with like a question mark. You said interesting games? Interesting games? Uh, they have interesting games, period. For when you're outside, especially in the parks. And um, one of my personal favorites, I've only played a few times because it's dangerous, is called Flunky Bowl. Oh, yeah, Flunky Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. And and what that is, is uh, as long as you are of legal drinking age. And Flunky Bowl is you put a... Um, Anything, let's say a plastic bottle uh, filled with water, just to give some some weight, uh, in the middle of two rows of people that are standing mm. about, what, 10 feet from that bottle. And you could right. have three, four, or five, six people in each row. And one team tries to throw something at that bottle. And if they knock it over, the other team needs to run over and put the bottle back up and go back to their spots. While that team is running over, you have to drink your beer. And I think as the first team that finishes their beer wins. Oh, so you so you want to run as fast as possible because the longer that person has to drink their beer, right. the more likely that beer is going to get finished and they're going to win. Exactly. And you might have like three people finish their beers first. So it might be like five on two or something like that. But it, it's, it's a really fun game if you play like a few rounds because then it gets dangerous. Yeah, I'm full disclosure. I never played this game, but I've seen people playing it before. We're gonna play once we can be less distant. Sounds good. And the cool. next one, uh, you wrote Viking chess. Did you mean uh, Coop uh, with the with the wooden uh, with the wooden uh, king in the middle, yeah. and uh, you throw the sticks? Is that Viking. what is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Viking chest chess. Oh, okay. not chess. Okay, well, like Viking chess. Yeah, which like the official name is Coop because like the game actually comes oh. from Sweden or Norway. It's a like oh. a Nordic Nordic game, uh, but it's like it's super popular all over uh, Germany. Now I can't. It'll be impossible without like visual aids to explain this game to you. Um, but you have to buy. <laughs> so we won't. Just look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just look like look look it up. Like um, I mean, you have to buy this set. It's all pre-cut wood, and uh, basically you set it up on the grass. It's also two opposing teams that you're standing about like 30 feet away and it involves like throwing wood at other wood, but it's making it not sound fun, but it's, it's very fun. Games are terrible, game. Jeff. Yeah, I know it's the worst description ever, but it's a very fun game that you can play with a huge group of people. Um, yeah. But like, again, without you seeing it, you have to, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, anyways, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a game. A lot of Germans, it's a game. A lot of Germans. You know what? And, and this, have. this was the honestly worst, way to end uh an episode but we're gonna stop it <laughs> that's why i put the metal detecting at the at the end of the list man so that we could uh, i'm sorry end in the high note yeah shit. It, we're gonna end on an awful description of a really fun game actually because we're running out of time what we're gonna do is so on our facebook i'll, I'll post some pictures uh of koob of, of the viking chess and you'll maybe get a much better idea of what's going on. And I'll, I'll put a link to, to the Wikipedia page so you guys can figure it out. He's going to give you the whole history, guys. Don't worry. You'll know everything about Viking Jess by the time you're <laughs> done looking at things. And 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 they sell it in the on the American Amazon. So this is a game you can play anywhere. You just need a park 
and you need like 30 bucks to buy the set. It's really, and, it's, and you, need, you, could, you need friends too. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a loner, this isn't going to work for you. I've but, only played uh, it once, showing you how many friends I have. So, wow. Oh, and by yourself too. Yeah. You were like, but you were both teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I like. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. That's that's as, if as good as any to end. A good place to end. Um, <laughs> it's really so, it's, it's not as good as anyone. It's actually way worse. No, than but I'm just saying that so people won't won't actually think about how terrible Anyways, that was. After that, let's, awesome let's, anecdotes. Let's finish. Yeah, let's 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 round back to this. Uh, what are we drinking again? We are drinking. I told you, a Nomad Nomad whiskey. Oh yes, and and I have to give a shout out to our friend uh, Tanya, who hails from Spain. This bottle of Nomad is for you. This drink is for you. Yeah. V- mm. Yeah. Took another. Have you taken another sip? What are your What are your thoughts here? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, my my first sip, I was not impressed. But mm-hmm. as as I'm drinking it more, as what happens a lot, I think with some whiskeys, is I actually really like it, and it's it's sweeter than my initial sip was. Like it's getting yeah, sweeter. yeah, it is. It has a sweetness to it, definitely. Um, but not like in a rye whiskey way. Um, I like it though. I I I, I can definitely recommend it. Like I'll, I'll I'll drink this again, for sure. Yeah. No, I um I think we've kind of said all we can about it. But yeah, I as a as a score. I don't know. I'd give it maybe a seven out of ten. Um, that's a solid whiskey. It's not a five. It's it's not like a complete boring whiskey. I, I think seven out of ten. It's it's very solid. I enjoy drinking it. Uh, yeah. What else can you say? Yeah, I'll I'll give it a um, I'll give it like a six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Like I, yeah. The, the yeah. You know, we we've had so many fantastic whiskeys over the fa- over the past few episodes, so I feel like we've been a little spoiled, but. Um, and six and a half isn't a bad score by any means. Because um, like I said, I will definitely drink this again. I mean, take for what it's worth, what my standards are, who knows. But I like it. Uh, I just can't say it's, you know, close to, you know, the stork or that uh, that Japanese one we had. Yeah, but we have to stop comparing the Centauri. Uh, but, you know, six six and a half, you know, like, like if you saw a movie and it had like a six and a half out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes, you wouldn't watch it. So I don't want you to think it's that kind of a six and a half. This yeah, is definitely, no. Uh, it's definitely a please if you see it, try it. Kind of a six and a half. All right, I'll, you know what? I'll give it a seven for those of you who are um, a little nervous about my six and a nice. half. Nice little little bump up. It's a little bump um, up. Yeah, I, I, I like and and I got it. Like I really this bottle is just it's a cool bottle, man. It looks like like a bottle. It's of a beautiful bottle. I, honestly, buy it for just the bottle because um, it looks great on the shelf. Um, it's substantial. And, it's heavy. And this beautiful bottle of Nomad was again brought to you by MyGermany.com. And uh, thank thank them again for providing uh, this week's whiskey. Uh, you know, they can help you buy products from German websites, even if that website does not ship to your home country. They'll Thanks, help you out. Thanks, guys. And like always, remember to uh, please give us a uh, that tasty five-star rating, if you can, if you'd like it. Uh, yeah, follow review. us on Facebook. And... Um, any whiskey awesome recommendations? Listener. Shoot us yeah, a message. Please. Uh, we, we, we do listen to those and we have a list. So, uh, yeah, you, we're, it, will not, it will not be wasted. We're dabbling with the idea of making a YouTube channel. So if there's any interest in that, let us know. We might not, though. There's not a guarantee. I don't know. I think we're leaning towards it. You know, we're, we're basically, we'll, we'll just, we'll film us doing the, our podcast. And then we'll have maybe some side videos for some extra, more detailed information for people who are interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. And and again, once lockdown ends, we'll be able to have much more visually interesting content uh, 
you know, and we'll actually be able to visit these German whiskey distilleries. So it'll be yeah, nice. Hopefully we can do that. Um, so cheers, guys. Yeah. Uh, cheers. I'll make a fake. Uh, hold on. Okay. I'll make a fake one. Ready? Cheers. Do it. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, what was it? Viva España? Viva España.